And this is Pam Hunt, everybody. <laughs> Pam is known to many of us here, but I'm sure not all of us know Pam's story. So uh, Becca is going to take a bit of time to interview Pam and hopefully find out what God's been doing through her. Thank you, John. That's brilliant. Um, so we've got Pam here today. I love hearing people's stories. I think that I love it because you get to really know somebody and really love somebody. And I know that your story is amazing, so I've heard it. And um, I just thought it would be amazing for everybody, us all, to hear some of the things that have happened in your life. So thank you for doing this, because I know it takes courage and guts to do this as well. So um, Pam, just tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, your early life, your childhood, that kind of thing. Okay, so I am the middle uh, child, and uh, I've got two sisters, um, and I... Um, I went to a church school, so a church school was quite good because you went to church three times a week and you heard about Jesus. And, and that was at the beginning of my wanting to know who Jesus was. Um, I, my mother was brought up a Christian, but she wasn't allowed to practice anything like that in our home because my father was incredibly strict. And so we, um, my, my grandmother, she used to say to me, oh, I pray for you, dear. You know, so I know that I was sort of, at the beginning, I was sort of grounded. Um, but my father, he was just really, really strict and hard on us. And he worked in a factory down the end of the road to where we lived. And he would send me down there at the weekends with a meal for the security guy who would abuse me and he would send me home. So he sent me home with all these nice things that... I could take home for the family because we were really poor and my father was pleased with me and you know in a funny sort of way it pleased me to please him you know it's really odd in, a, in difficult circumstances but you have all these twisted things in your mind and um, so it went on from there and that went on until I was about 14 but during that time I'd taken a scholarship and I'd passed to a grammar school and there was all that going on but I didn't actually achieve very much I had no friends because inside my head it was all mixed up so um, I left school when I was um, 17 because my father wanted me to do that and he didn't want me to carry on doing the career I wanted to do um, and I went to an insurance company and in that time I, um, I met Tim and um, he was just kind to me you know all the well, people tease you when you can't look at people and you can't communicate. People tease you, but he was kind. And um, we went on a couple of years later to get married, and it was absolutely great. But I was still this very wound-up person that couldn't look at people, was scared of my own shadow. Um, and, but in that, he still loved me. And, he, and I'm sure he prayed, because, you know, if anybody looked at us, like when I... When I was sort of 25, I got three children. So if anybody looked at us, they'd think that we were the perfect couple. You know, we went to church on Sundays. Um, we had a lovely home. He, and we had three gorgeous children. So it looked normal, but I couldn't do so many things. That, and, and, you know, 
I just couldn't do them. I, so I couldn't go out and, and meet people. I, I, I was just too afraid to do anything. So the things that had happened in your childhood had, um, had deeply affected you. And d just tell us, tell us a bit more about how that had affected you. You found it difficult to go out. What else did you find difficult? I was just afraid. I was afraid of everything. Um, I was a good mother, and I could look after my children. It was like my saving grace because um, they didn't, you know, I just loved them. And, and that's the one thing I could do, but I couldn't do very much else. So I think Tim, you know, we'd, he'd say, well, we'll do this and we'll do that, but we, I couldn't do it. And he, he was just so good in that. And how did you, what, what was your relationship like with God during this time? What was happening there? Did you, did you find God at that time? Um, well, I knew God. We, we went to church. I didn't know the things of the Spirit. Because when I was younger, in all the things that were going on, I used to take myself off to the church on Sunday and sit at the back and listen um, and knew that there was an answer in God, but I couldn't find the answer in God. You know, but because I didn't know where to go. I think in those times, you know, things of the spirit were rare, um, and you just there were lots of churches, but you didn't. I didn't know the deeper things, but I knew there were deeper things. Yeah, and so. So, um, what happened? How did how did God change some of those things that were so difficult for you in your life? How did that change for you? Okay, so I had a breakdown, and I think everything just got too much, and I, I had a breakdown. And um, so I, had, I was taken away from my children, and that was incredibly hard. But um, as I started to heal from that, um, I'd been reading books about, uh, Colin Urquhart's early books about the things of the Spirit, and somebody told me that he was, he'd moved to Hand Cross to the Hyde, which was about five minutes from us. So we began to go up there. And I heard and saw amazing things that I had only read about before. And a couple there would just talk to me about um, the things of my past and that they could be healed. You know, it's a bit like... Um, when the angel of God said to Hagar, um, where have you come from and where are you going? And then he sent her back, didn't he, the way that um, she'd been. And it was a bit like that. And they explained to me about going back and touching the things that of my past that have hurt me so much and being free. Now, that's an incredible choice because in many ways you're um, not happy with what you live in, but it's, it's comfortable because to step out is a big decision and you have to work so many things out. But I think I wanted that so much. And um, so I began to go back into my past and see God bring healing. And that was amazing. But after um, 18 months, I was still left with uh, a terrible fear of people, crowds of people, and of the dark. And I kept saying to this lovely couple, Joyce and Charles, you, I, I just need to be free of it. And it went on and it went on. And then one day, it was firework night, and um, I wanted to take my children with all the community children to see the fireworks in Haywards Heath. So I had to take them because Tim was working. 
But so we went, and um, I got out of the minibus, and this rocket was in the sky. It was just going up, and it was so pretty. But I saw, as it went up, I saw the scripture. He said, I, the Lord, neither slumbers nor sleeps. And within that, something broke inside me, and I knew I was free. And so much so that um, when we got back, because it was pitch dark, we, we went, um, there's, it's a long drive up to the Hyde, and I had to get out of the van, and I had to walk, and I walked all the way around the wild garden, and it was light, and that was just the miracle of God, and it had been so hard getting there, but it was light to me, and um, Charles says in his book, he wrote about this in his book, and he said, I rushed in, I got a torch, and I went to look for her, because I knew how terrified she was, but I was free, and that was amazing. Wow, what an amazing story. Absolutely incredible. I know that there's been other difficult things that have happened in your life. Um, you've lost, you lost your husband, Tim. Do you want to just tell us a bit about that? Yep. Well, um, after, after being free, for the next few years for us were amazing. Um, he, we just did amazing things. He um, left his job and um, joined Kingdom of Faith. He was administrator of the college there. And uh, we, we just opened our home and we had people in and out and it was just a really, really happy time. And then um, one night, just before Christmas, we'd put up the Christmas tree. I went to bed and left him having wine with my daughter. And I woke up in the morning and Tim was dead. Um, and some of you here know how devastating that feels. I just, you, you get past the next few weeks because you have to, and you have to do all those things. But for me, um, I just couldn't pick anything up. I, I, I just didn't know what to do. I mean, somebody knocked on our door and said, um, if you'd had faith, you could have prayed and God would have raised him from the dead. And it was all those sort of things. I think when you're, you know, you just don't need that. But um, I didn't know how to carry on. And then one day I was sitting out in the garden in the sun and um, I just wanted to feel warm inside. And I just felt that scripture, I know the plans I have for you, they're plans for good and not for evil, to give you hope and a future. And I said to God, I don't want a hope or a future because I can't do it without Tim. Uh, I miss so much. And I just felt, you know, so you very seldom hear the audible voice of God, but I felt that was the audible voice of God saying to me, what do you miss the most? And I said, I miss a cuddle in the morning because I did. That was my big thing. And he said, turn over to me and I'll cuddle you. And I knew that I got a choice there. I could walk with God or I could say, no, I don't want that. So I began to do studies of who Jesus was, who God was, and the, the person of the Holy Spirit, you know, and um, that, that was really good. So over the next four years, Heidi uh, got married, James got married, and um, Tim's mother, who used to live next door to us, she died. So there was all those things. That, so that was over the next four years. And then I just said to God, I need you to show me how to really draw close to you, God. And I went to a summer camp, and um, I met this man who offered me a job in Birmingham. 
and he had, he used to work for Reinhard Bonnke, and he had a, 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 a truck that went round in doing evangelistic outreach. And funnily enough, before Tim died, a couple of years before he died, he had, um, he came to me and he'd had his quiet time, and in his journal he'd written about a truck, and he said, it isn't for now, it's for later. And this truck was lime green. And um, Oliver said to me that he was going to the paint shop to get the colour for the truck. He wanted it blue. And God very clearly told him it needed to be lime green. So I knew that, I sort of knew that was put in place for me, that that, that was Tim's blessing. You know, so I took that job. And I had... An amazing time going out um, and you know, arranging outreaches, um, doing the prayer and all those things. But it was the most incredibly lonely time, and it was so. It was the best time, but it was the worst time because I was absolutely lonely. I mean, in Birmingham, it's like a you know, big city, and you don't go and have coffee and meet someone you know like you do in Rustington. It's just everyone's so busy, and it was so so lonely. And I learned in that time to press into God. So I learned things I'd never learned before. And I learned how to make God my everything in everything that I did. And I think I needed that because when I was at home, I, um, I could just go somewhere. You know, you can knock on someone's door and go and have a cup of coffee. But I couldn't do anything here except press into God. And I think it just taught me um, who I was in God and, and it gave me the confidence to go on and then I came down here um, one Christmas when Heidi was having her first baby and I was walking along the seafront and I just felt God gave me um, he just told me I could come home so I went back and got everything ready and I came home because I, I think I'd learnt the lessons that God wanted me to learn and I would never ever have learnt it unless I would had got up and gone away. And then since you've been back here, um, you came along to Aaron. How many years ago was that? Lots of years. Well, I came to Aaron first, when I first came down, because I'd had a lot, I'd brought a lot of young people down here from Kingdom Faith, so I knew of the church. Um, so I came, and uh, I came for four weeks and nobody spoke to me. So I didn't come again. I um, went somewhere else. But I knew all the time I needed to be here. So um, I came back again um, a year later. And I, and I said to God, if nobody speaks to me, I'm not staying. And dear David came and spoke to me with his notebook in his hand. And it was just so lovely. And he did that for the next few weeks. And so, yeah, that was about 12 years, was it 12 years ago? I don't, yeah, something like that. And what's your passion for the church? What's your passion yourself? Uh, what, what, what do you really want to see happen here? I want to see um, the old and the young woven together. Because, you know, the, the scripture tells us um, when men and women dwell together in unity, there's a commanded blessing. Now, that says that the blessing is commanded, and we have to do the thing that receives that blessing. And I want to see us all woven together in love because I think love is the thing that really matters. You know, all the way through my life, you know, like when I was married, Tim loved me. He loved me enough to care about my freedom 
and then people have loved me and helped me and I want to see that love flow through it's like sort of like you know when you weave things in and out I want to see that between the the oldest person and the very youngest because I think then there'll be that blessing and one last thing you do a lot of like cooking don't you and hospitality what how do you think that communicates the heart of God for you I just think it shows love. I love having people in my home and I love cooking for them. You know, I just, I just love it. I love it when you're around a table together and you can just laugh because I think we need to learn to laugh and pray and be everything we can be together with each other. And I think that is so important. That's brilliant. Anything else you want to say that you think, oh no, I wish I had said that. <laughs> okay, I want to say that God mends broken hearts and over the years, my heart's been broken so many times. But God mends broken hearts, you know. And maybe we don't get what we want, but we get something different. Because actually, it's God's plan. It was always God's plan for him to take Tim at the time he did. And his plan for me to carry on. And I think that we have to make decisions to take a step towards God, allowing him to do things in us. Because he won't make us, he won't force us. That's what we have to do. That's amazing. Okay, we, uh, let's give Pam a round of applause. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your heart. and It's been amazing.